Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Would it be unreasonable to ask for a cognitive reasoning test to be administered on Mr. Biden before he gets chosen? I mean, not even just Joe Biden. I would say any and all Democrats who run, really any and all politicians, people are so concerned about tax returns. People are so concerned about uh, their health. You know, we need to have an echocardiogram of Donald Trump. We need to make sure that everyone's heart is working. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care if Bernie Sanders has heart att- had a heart attack. I know his mind works. Joe Biden, his ticker may be the strongest ticker in the history of American politics, but he is not all there upstairs. He is a people have been. I mean, they, he's got he's got an empty um, attic, if you will. There's nothing but a couple bats flying around in there and some dust bunnies. This thing is getting worse and worse and worse. And yesterday. You think that all the news, everything people would be talking to Joe Biden about would be about his decisive victory in all of the primary states yesterday, how he's already got he's got 846 of the required 1900 delegates, how he he really I mean, he gave Bernie Sanders a beatdown again yesterday. But all we're talking about is how old and senile and angry he is. He's angry again. Joe Biden, one of the angriest people I've ever seen as a front runner for the presidency. You would think that Bernie Sanders would be as angry as Joe Biden, as seeing as how he's so far behind. You would think that Bernie Sanders would be out there yelling and cursing at his constituents, but it's the other way around. Joe Biden, who somehow is in the lead, somehow has come back from the dead, if you will, and is leading this nomination fight for the Democrats to go against Donald Trump in the uh, general election. Somehow Joe Biden, who calls people names, who tells them they're full of bleep, who tells them they're, you know, it tells them to get out. Joe Biden, who is the angriest person, he got angry at Savannah Guthrie when she asked about Hunter. He got he gets he yells at everybody. But somehow this angry old dude is the front runner. And it happened again yesterday while he was campaigning in Michigan. He was at some kind of he was at some kind of factory. There were a bunch of workers. A guy came up, asked him a question, starts cussing at him about guns. I mean, it's it, what we have all the clips. We have that whole story. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But he's not the only one. There's something about all of the Democrats. They're all kind of delusional or or they're all just kind of mentally unstable not just the old ones the young ones too aoc is back (laughs) aoc is back at it and she's getting ripped on twitter for basically being an idiot and for whatever reason the democrats the people on the left these liberals they don't care if you have a college education they don't care if you understand what you're talking about they don't care if your ideas are actually practical They don't care if you're just making stuff up. They don't care if your brain checked out of your body years ago. They will put you in office as long as you tell them what they want to hear. This Green New Deal, tear down every building and rebuild it as as an environmentally sound building. Get rid of airplanes. Get rid of airplanes. We're just going to take trains and, and, and buses, and we're going to take a train across the ocean. That's AOC's plan. 
These ridiculous things that these people come up with, the only reason they say them is to pander to, pander to their base and to promise free stuff for people that want it. They're buying votes. And it doesn't matter who you put up there, as long as they promise to give you something for free in return for your vote, they are going to get votes. And AOC is the perfect example of what happens when you let people when you let people vote for whomever. AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she was talking about the coronavirus, as many people are. And she's very concerned about the racism surrounding the coronavirus. She posted on Instagram or Twitter. She did she did some kind of video. She likes to do these live videos. And she was so upset, so offended. She couldn't believe what was happening to the Asian people uh, in New York. Listen, here's what she said on Instagram yesterday. Uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Um, they're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. So, okay, so a couple things. First of all, they're not patroning the restaurants because patroning's not a word. It's patronizing. You, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to patronize an establishment, that means you go there and you eat there and whatever. And they're not not patronizing the establishment because they're racist. They're doing it because coronavirus comes from China. And they assume that the Chinese food restaurant or the Chinese people there, uh, you know, may have some kind of link to China. That's not that's not racism. Racism is a totally different being. They're just saying, look, I'm not going to go to the Chinese food restaurant in Chinatown. I'm not going to go to the Chinese food restaurant in South uh, in uh, San Francisco because I don't know if these people have recently traveled to China. It's also not just Chinese food restaurants that are suffering. I don't know if you've been out and about, but a lot of people are staying home. A lot of people are avoiding crowds. You know, it's like saying it's like saying people are racist against uh, against Europeans because they're not going to soccer games. No, they're not going to soccer games because they don't want to get the coronavirus. But uh, but, you know, that that's her whole thing. And she says that it's so silly. Honestly, it sounds almost so silly to say. It is so silly to say, because, again, you're using words that don't exist and you're explaining something that is not the case. Uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. You would think someone who was a bartender like a week ago would know that a patron patronizes. A patron doesn't go patroning. <laughs> it's not like it's not like caroling. Like I'm a caroler. I'm going to go caroling. I'm a patron. I'm going to go patroning. You would think that that would be the case. Uh, but anyway, she this is her this is her battle now. Her big battle with the coronavirus is while everybody else is trying to get people to stay home. You know, everyone else is like, don't travel. Don't go on a cruise. Don't go to school. Harvard. Harvard shut down. Harvard University, probably the the pinnacle of higher learning and education. This is the place where all the smart people are supposed to be. Apparently, the smart people aren't in the headmaster's office because the president of the university or the dean of the school or whatever decided with like days notice to close Harvard. They just closed it down for the rest of the year. They uh, The kids at Harvard are on spring break through this week and they sent out a message yesterday to every undergraduate student don't come back from spring break when spring break is over we're shutting down if you're on campus which a lot of the lower income students are if you're on campus you gotta go which i don't understand this either because first of all there's not one known case of coronavirus at Harvard University, not one student, not one faculty member, not one custodial engineer, not one dean, not one gardener, not one anything 
undergraduate or graduate has been reported to have come down with the coronavirus. Yet in an effort to protect their students and their staff and their faculty, Harvard is trying to they're trying to degroup. They're trying to uh, get everyone out of the university. The university seems like a good place to be because apparently nobody there has the coronavirus. So now they're forcing their students, many of whom can't afford it or weren't prepared to travel, to move out of the dormitories. They've got to be out by Sunday. And here's the, here's the part that I don't understand. If you're really concerned about your students getting the coronavirus and they're currently in a place where there's no coronavirus, why would you send them to airports, train stations, bus terminals, places where they are forced now to sit in a confined area with a bunch of people from all over the world where they most likely will end up contracting the coronavirus or some other horrible disease. Why is it that they can't figure out that keeping the students at the university where there's no threat is safer than sending them out into the world, all parts of the world? where there could be coronavirus at any moment. You could turn the corner and boom, someone coughs, you got it. But they've, they've shut down their classes. Students are furious. A lot of them on, on you know, I, I didn't realize this, but I think something like 50% of Harvard students are on financial aid because it's so gosh darn expensive. And, uh, and they can't afford it. So one kid was like, I had to pay $700 to fly home. That was all the money in my bank account. I had five days notice. And they're throwing me out. This is what's happening. These are supposed to be the smart people. So you've got schools shutting down. You've got sporting events shutting down. Congress is talking about shutting down. People aren't going on cruises. People aren't going on airplanes. People aren't going to Italy. People aren't going anywhere. They're literally just staying home. They're Netflixing and chilling. And here you have AOC concerned that people aren't going to Chinese food restaurants, not because they're scared of the virus, but because they're racist. I mean, it's, 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 it's. Honestly, it sounds almost so silly to say. You, that is the most truthful thing that woman has had ever come out of that woman's mouth. That is the most honest comment that's ever come out of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's mouth. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. We got to take a quick break. It is whatever you want Wednesday. And I promise, whatever you want to talk about, we are going to talk about because today it's your show. But first, we got to get into these Biden clips. We got to get into angry Joe Biden yelling at this dude in Michigan. We'll go over a little bit about how Bernie Sanders can still uh, capture the nomination here in just a minute. And if you want to get through, two ways to do it, 855-765-1045 or drop us an open mic message in our mobile app. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. Epstein didn't hang himself. <laughs> right. Don't always keep that in mind. Je Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Oh, also uh, coronavirus. 855-765-1045. By the way, I don't know if you heard this, but Daniel Radcliffe, star of the Harry Potter movies, uh, they thought came down with a bad case of the uh, coronavirus, but it turns out it was just Hogwarts. Thank you. Thank you very much. 855-765-1045. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is so I don't know if I don't know if she's just if she's being honest, if this is how she really feels. I don't know if this is something that if she's just trying to, to, to buck the norm. But when you have everybody else saying avoid people, 
avoid crowded places. We got an email from our bosses the other day that said, avoid going to meetings. And that's weird because this is the most meeting-loving place you've ever seen in your entire life. Meetings galore. Luckily, most of them are during my show, so I don't have to go to them. But there there are meetings. We literally had a meeting the other day about how to decorate the walls. I kid you not. I once went to a two-hour meeting about designing a T-shirt. Swear to God. And so uh, when I got this email, I thought I thought for sure I knew stuff was going going crazy. I knew it was the end of the world because they literally sent an email saying, if you can avoid a meeting, avoid a meeting and just meet remotely or via email. I was I'm, I'm, I literally dropped to the floor. So that's how I know that the coronavirus is getting bad. But when everybody else in the entire world is saying, don't go to crowded places, avoid cruise lines, you know, when they're when they're when they're in, in Las Vegas saying, hey, you may not want to sit in the restaurant or sit at the table when you've got, you know, uh, airlines that are that are just losing billions of dollars because people refuse to travel because they don't want to be sitting in a place with somebody who may have coronavirus when the NBA and the NFL and the, and the soccer leagues are all contemplating or just banning fans from the game so that they don't spread this deadly disease when Harvard and Princeton and other schools have just been shutting down and telling the students, go home, go home. You're going to get the coronavirus if you stay here. While all of that's happening, AOC is upset that she went to a restaurant and nobody was there. And now we're all racist. Uh, Where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Um, They're not patroning Asian restaurants. By the way, speaking of college, where did she go to college? And did they not teach her that patroning is not a word there? Somebody Google where AOC went to college and let me know so that my kids can never, ever, ever go there. I would appreciate that. Patronizing is what she's trying to say. She's trying to say what nobody's patronizing these Chinese food restaurants because they're racist. Because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. Yeah, it's straight up racism. It's not fear of death. It's not, you know, I don't want to stay inside so that I don't spread the disease. It's not. I mean, you've got you've got, what, five or six prominent Republican lawmakers who are self-quarantining because they were at CPAC. Yet AOC says if you don't go get dim sum and General So's chicken and a couple of dumplings and some pot stickers, you're a racist. Thank you, Democrats, for electing this woman to office. 855-765-1045. I mean that, by the way. I thank you, because if it weren't for her, I wouldn't have had anything to talk about for 25 minutes. 855-765-1045. Ed in Mayport. Hi, Ed. Uh, Ed, how are you? I'm fantastic, dude. I love your show. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. What did you want to say today, Ed? Dude, I wanted to say, uh, you know, if you listen to the way that uh, the Democrats have been uh, talking about uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. Surely they want everybody else to get out there and get the coronavirus because then they can flip it over on Trump and blame him more and more for it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's exactly right. And that's what we talked a little bit about yesterday is how they're blame Donald Trump is getting the blame for everything coronavirus even though it's not, you know, there's nothing he's done to to spread the disease and a lot he's done to keep it from spreading as quickly as possible. But the reaction to this thing, when you look at what AOC is telling you, go to the Chinese food restaurant, because if you don't, you're a racist. But at the same time, Harvard's saying, if you're on spring break, don't come back because we don't want you coming here with the coronavirus. We don't want you infecting your fellow students. So you have five days to flee. And oh, yes, you're going to be finishing your last semester at Harvard University online. Imagine if you went to Harvard University for four years, you got a 1600 on your SAT. You had a 4.0. You had to fight and claw and scratch your way through. You had to pay 60 to $75,000 a year just to go to Harvard. And your last semester, they tell you, go home. You're taking classes online. 
I could literally, for $200, take a Harvard class online today. These people are paying 75 grand for it. It's ridiculous. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get into some of these Biden clips. And we've got Whatever You Want Wednesday kicking off here momentarily. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Decency, honor, and dignity to the White House. That is, of course, after he cusses out union workers in Michigan. Uh, 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. And we are going to get to all your phone calls here in just a minute. First, though, so, um, all right, Joe Biden is an angry man. And I'm no expert on senility and Alzheimer's disease and dementia, but I seem to recall somewhere that a a short uh, temper is a sign of early onset dementia. I seem to think that, um, it, you know, I watched a doctor somewhere or someone was talking about it or a family member just started getting angry. And, and the more you lose your mind or the older you get or the less you remember, that's a part of it. Having a short fuse, it really comes along with it because you feel that people are attacking you when they're not really. They're trying to help you or you just don't remember the situation and it's confusing and when you're confused you get scared and when you get scared you know like a like a rabid raccoon you just start lashing out and that's kind of what joe biden does it's not just even the gaffes anymore it's just the way that he treats people who disagree with him treats people who are supposedly voters or there to see him or there in a in a district he's trying to win at some kind of joe biden event um you know the dog faced lion dog faced pony soldier is a perfect example of that and it happened again yesterday which is odd because again joe biden is the front runner joe biden was not only leading in all of the polls but totally destroyed bernie sanders yesterday he has 846 delegates bernie sanders has 684 Anyway, that didn't stop him, though, from lashing out at this dude who, by the way, looks like he could have taken Joe Biden with one hand. But this guy gets up in Joe Biden's face and he's got any ask a question. Joe Biden's walking through the crowd, uh, union workers, um, uh, factory workers, people that are that are there to meet him and shake his hand and take pictures and ask questions. And this guy had a question prepared and he asked Joe Biden the following. How you intend on getting the union vote when there is a large portion of the union workers that are gun enthusiasts and you are actively trying to diminish your Second Amendment right and take away our guns? You're full of Okay, <laughs> so there you go. You have a guy who, let's be honest, had a very thoughtful, well-worded question. It looked like he wrote it down because he knew he would have a limited amount of time with the vice president, and he wanted to make sure that he got his question out. And it wasn't a rude question. He said, how are you going to get votes from uh, the union workers when a lot of union workers are gun enthusiasts and you're trying to take away our guns? And, what, and as you heard, Joe Biden's well thought out and dignified answer to that was, which I don't understand, because clearly he has said on multiple occasions that I mean, he even said bingo. Anderson Cooper asked him, are you really going to come and take people's guns? He goes, bingo. You don't need those guns. You don't need those weapons. He brought Beto O'Rourke. 
Mr. Let's Disarm Texas on stage with him and said, I'm going to put Beto O'Rourke in charge of knocking on doors and, and collecting all of the AR-15s, collecting all of the all of the automatic and semi-automatic weapons. Any gun that we don't want you to have, this guy right here, skinny, scrawny, Spanish-speaking Beto O'Rourke, psychedelic warlord himself, he's going to be in charge of coming around and collecting the guns. But when the guy, but when the union worker in Michigan says, how are you going to get the union vote when you're trying to disarm us and take away our Second Amendment rights? Joe Biden, you know, comes back with the with the well thought out and witty retort, which is never something you want to tell a bearded guy in a hard hat. Trust me, I, I speak from experience. If some guy has a big red beard and a hard hat and he's asking you a question and you respond with some kind of curse word, it never usually ends up well for you. But his uh, it, what, the worst part is he doesn't stop there. He continues. In fact, he starts by shushing one of his campaign staff, some poor woman. Think about this job. Some poor woman signed on to be part of the Joe Biden campaign, and her job is to walk with Joe Biden through the crowd and make sure he doesn't embarrass himself or anyone else in the Democratic Party. So she's standing there. She's, you know, it's like uh, it's like when you when you watch the um, footage of people in the in the nursing home. There's always the old guy with the walker, and then there's like the pretty young nurse or the young person beside him trying to make sure he can get from point A to point B without causing too much damage. This is her, and she's walking with Joe Biden, and she hears him say, uh, "You're full of bleep to this to this worker," and she tries to stop it right there. All right, Joe Biden shushes her. She goes, okay, thank you, and starts to maneuver. Joe Biden, look, shush, shush, young girly missy. Shush there, you little cabernapper. I'm not, hey, caballero. Hey, Philly, Philly Don, a shush. Don't make me sniff you. He, t- he tells her to be quiet, and he continues to debate with this guy. What, Joe Biden is in no position to debate with anyone. Last time he got on a debate stage after preparing for weeks to debate, he told everybody that 150 million people have been killed by guns. He told people that half the population of the United States of America had been killed by a gun. We know that that's not true because most of us are still here. But he's Joe Biden's. He's not. He is standing his ground. So he gets into it. I support the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. And from the very beginning, I have a shotgun. I have a 20 gauge, a 12 gauge. My son's hunt. Guess what? You're not allowed to own any weapon. I'm not taking your gun away at all. That's not true. He's actually taking your gun away. He's taking away certain guns that he believes you shouldn't have, that you don't have a right to. Also, this whole clip is bizarre. The the way he described, listen to how he, listen to his argument. I support the Second Amendment. Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. Okay, so he's saying if you yell fire, that's not free speech. By the way, when you're arguing with somebody about guns, you probably shouldn't be yelling fire. Because something bad is going to just ask Alexander Hamilton how that works out. Second of all, it has nothing to do. The fire in a crowded movie theater incident, it does not in any way, shape or form relate relate to freedom of speech the way owning an AR-15 or a semi-automatic hunting rifle does to the Second Amendment. I mean, unless you take that AR-15 into a crowded movie theater and start shooting it in the air, that would be similar. But his argument is totally, it's totally disjointed. Then he continues. From the very beginning, I have a shotgun, I have a 20 gauge, a 
pro-gay. This to me is the same argument people make when you call them a racist and they go, hey, I got plenty of black friends. This is the same argument. Whenever somebody's telling you you don't support the Second Amendment, you go, I, I got guns. I got a shotgun. I got a double barrel shotgun. I got a I got a pea shooter. It's the same thing as somebody's calling you a racist and you're going, I got tons of black friends. I got uh, I got I got tons of Jewish friends. I mean, that's the same exact argument and it never works out. My son's hunt. His sons don't hunt. By the way, his son is hunter. And I think he just got confused. He's like, my son's a hunter. Wait, what's that? Oh, no, my son's named hunter. My bad. I get so. What were we talking about? Hey, you know what? You're full of poop. <laughs> that's, that's Joe Biden for you in a nutshell. But then this is one of my this is one of my favorite. Then he starts just to become the gaff master again. And this is one of my favorite lines, really, in the history of Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is is really I mean, he's been in Washington for decades. He's worked on a lot of uh, anti gun bills. He's worked on a lot of gun control legislation. He knows his stuff when it comes to guns. So here's what he said to this guy. You need 100 rounds. So when you were in veto, no. when you said you're going to take our guns. I did not blood. say that. That's yeah. not true. I did it's not say that. Video. It's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that they're simply a lie. Your voice, you said that you're taking the gun. Well, he just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Take thing. the AR, your AR-14s away. He's going to take the AR-14s away. Thank God that he's just taking the AR-14. So listen, if you've got an AR-15, you're cool. You're cool. Joe Biden's not going to take that one. He just wants the AR-14s. Your AR-14s. He's also coming for your 11-gauge shotguns. He's coming for your 21-gauges. He's coming for your Gluck 9s. He's coming for your Smith and Wassons. He's coming for all of those things, man. But everything else, look, if you've got a Mossberg, you're cool. But if you've got one of them Mossbergs, Joe Biden's going to come and take that right away from you. So you just be careful what you're packing. AR-14s, no way. Not in a Joe Biden presidency. Fire. Uh, 855-765-1045 is number. 855-765-1045. This thing, I mean, like, we could go on and on with Joe Biden and how unfit he is to be president and how he's just become an angry, grumpy, senile old man. Oh, he also called the guy, what did he, was it a dumbass? What did he call him? Uh, horses. Horses at. Oh, that wasn't it. Was that it? That was it. It's really fast and it's super garbled. Yeah, I mean, look, if we we have tons of other clips of him cussing people out. We don't even we don't even need that one. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. And this guy, this guy who clearly has a short fuse, a short. Me- I don't know which is shorter, his memory or his fuse. But this guy is who the Democrats are overwhelmingly choosing to be their presidential candidate. God bless America. 855-765-1045 is our number. Quick break. We kick off whatever you want Wednesday right after this on 104.5 WOKV. know what the over-under is on Bernie dropping out before the next debate so that Biden doesn't have to actually speak for an hour or so since he can't do it. I'm look, I'll be honest with you. I'm so looking forward. I believe it's Sunday night is the debate. I believe it's Sunday night. Um, I don't know if we're carrying it live or not, but it doesn't matter because it is going to be when you have here's the thing with Joe Biden, a lot of people would complain. And by a lot of people, I mean, basically just Joe Biden would complain that he didn't get enough face time during the debates. He didn't get enough screen time. But anyone who worked for the Biden campaign was thrilled 
They were thrilled that Michael Bloomberg was getting berated by Elizabeth Warren. They were thrilled that Pete Buttigieg was attacking uh, Amy Klobuchar, of all people. And they were they were just over the moon ecstatic that Bernie Sanders was getting into it with Mayor Pete over how many billionaires he had, um, you know, on, on his side of the uh, on his side of the aisle. And everyone pretty much ignored Joe Biden. In fact, Joe Biden at a couple of times would be like, hey, am I still here? And then when he when he ran out of time, he would stop talking, which, again, was the, the weirdest thing ever. So now. Yeah, this guy's exactly right. You have a full one hour debate and it's Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, just the two of them, even though even though Tulsi Gabbard is still in the race, she nowhere near qualified for this debate. So you're going to have a you're going to have a situation where Joe Biden not only has to speak for 30 minutes, but he has to answer questions intelligently. He has to get all of his facts straight and he has to be attacked and respond on. Get this. Just on a whim, I mean, right off the off the cuff, off the top of his head, he's got to come up with answers to whatever it is that Bernie Sanders uh, begins to accuse him of. And that is going to be a train wreck. That is a train wreck waiting to happen. This debate on Sunday night is going to be the best debate of all the debates. And there's no way that Bernie Sanders is going to drop out before the debate because... Think about this. If you're Bernie Sanders and you watch the mainstream media, you're going to believe that this is your last chance. You're going to believe that you're you're done, that it's over. You're going to believe that you should be gone, that there's no reason. There's no way for you to possibly get more delegates. Like you're only down by 200 delegates and there's still two months to go. And you've still got the uh, the prospect of a contested convention because Joe Biden's still got to get to 1991, and he may not even do that. All you have to do now as Bernie Sanders is keep Joe Biden from getting those 1991 delegates that he needs before the convention to be a shoo-in, and he's and that's happening. That's definitely happening. Bernie Sanders, he's getting beaten in every state, but he's still getting delegates. It's not the situation we had with Hillary Clinton in 2016. And this debate, if if Bernie Sanders ha has any hope of coming back and starting to win states that people are calling for Joe Biden, it is this debate. It is getting up there and totally demoralizing Joe Biden. It is getting up there and doing to Joe Biden what Elizabeth Warren did to Michael Bloomberg. And it's not berating him or or it's not pointing out his flaws. He'll point out his own flaws. All Bernie Sanders has to do is get up there and ask Joe a question. Ask Joe to explain something and Joe will take care of the rest. And Bernie Sanders can sit back there and just like, you know, just like a slot machine, just cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. He can watch the delegates just 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 roll into uh, into his pocket. 855-765-104. All he has to do is say, so, Joe, explain to me about how you're going to pay for health care. And that's it. And Joe Biden's going to be off and running and he's not going to know what to say. And he's going to say ridiculous things. And you're going to and I mean, Bernie Sanders uh, could still get the nomination if that happens. Susie in Middleburg. How are you, Susie? I'm doing good today. How about yourself, Mark? Doing fantastic. Uh, what do you want to say today, Susie? It's Trump Day. Yeah, baby. Thank you very much. Always nice to talk to you, Susie. Uh, Eddie in Tennessee. How are you, Eddie? I'm good. How are you doing this morning, Mark? Hey, we're great, man. Uh, what do you want to say today? Yeah, I just want to ask one question. Sure. Um, where's fentanyl come from? Where's what? Fentanyl. That drug that they're putting in heroin. Yeah. Where does it come from? <laughs> yeah, doesn't it come from China? I don't know. I don't know if it comes from fentanyl or is us. I don't know. Uh, we'll get to the bottom of that one. Bernie in Jacksonville. How are you, Bernie? 
I'm good, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing great, man. Thanks so much for asking. What did you want to say? I just was wondering if that little twit AOC knows how patronizing her remarks are about people that don't want to patronize the restaurant. <laughs> oh, the, no, you would really confuse her if you even if you even suggested that. You'd be she wouldn't be able to hack it. She would just, her head. What's left of her head would just explode. Uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Um, they're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. Yeah. So if you don't patron that, if you're not patroning a place because they're Chinese, then you're uh, you're, you're a patron racist. You're a, you're a patrist. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Quick break. More of whatever you want Wednesday. Your phone calls. Your open mics on the way. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on one zero four point five WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I got the first mobile walking quarantine system. It's called a Humondum. Now, it's a human condom. Now, I tell you, a little bit hot out there, but it'll keep you safe. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> All right. One year for Halloween. This is totally unrelated to anything we're talking about. Uh, but one year for Halloween, I needed a costume. And I waited until the last minute. So I went as dry cleaning. And I basically just put on a like a nicely pressed shirt and a pair of pants. And I got the plastic bag and the hanger with the, the tag on it. And I cut holes in it. And I put the plastic bag with the hanger sticking out over myself. And I walked around all night. And I was dry cleaning great costume but after about an hour i'd lost like three pounds and everything underneath me was totally yeah, you drenched. weren't very dry yeah no i was i was i was like You're wet cleaning to dry cleaning yeah it was it was horrible but you know a lot of people for a little while it was fun uh eight five that's what that reminds me of eight five five seven six five one oh four five it is whatever you want wednesday so if you want to talk about if you want to talk about aoc honestly it sounds Almost so silly to say. Which we could really play that in front of anything that she says. Uh, if you want to talk about Joe Biden trying to get votes by cussing at people in Michigan. You're full of yeah, if you want to hear him, if you want to talk about him taking away your AR-14s. Your AR-14s are what? Yeah, that's what, that's what, I don't want you to keep your AR-15. It's your AR-14 I'm coming after. 855-765-1045. Lisa in St. Augustine, how are you, Lisa? Good, Mark. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. What do you want to say today for whatever you want Wednesday? Well, I'm just want to, curious. They're shutting down colleges. They don't want people to go anywhere. They don't want sporting events, you know, people coming. And my daughter and her boyfriend and my great eight-year-old grandson are flying out of Orlando to Ohio, Detroit, uh, Friday. Uh-huh. And I just wonder if you heard anything like, how's the airline travel doing? Is it packed at the airports? Are they dead because people aren't traveling? Do they check your temperature and it takes like three hours now to get through? Or, I mean, well, you um, know, yeah. I've, I'll be honest, I haven't been to an airport myself, but I know a lot of people who travel constantly. I've seen photos of airports and they just do look empty. They look dead, um, which is great if you have to travel. I mean, you're going to be uh, cutting through the lines pretty quickly. I'm sure that there's great rates. If you want to get an upgrade, I would definitely roll up to the counter and be like, 
I want an upgrade. Put me in first class or I'm, or I'm canceling my trip. I imagine there's going to be a lot of benefit. In fact, I was talking to my wife about this because we've scheduled a trip to Italy, you know, and we are we are uh, we like to plan things early. In fact, by January, we have our entire year planned out. We know I write to my boss. It drives him crazy because I write to my boss January 2nd with all of my days, all my vacation, my PTO every day that I need off for the entire year. It's planned out. We start booking reservations. We get great deals. So we booked our trip pretty early. As a result, got a great deal on airfare. Well, now Italy is shut down. And when Italy shut and I'm trying to get I'm trying to rearrange flights and get money back and this and that. But the one thing I thought of was the hotel rates are going to be amazing. And when I call the hotel and I say, hey, I'm canceling my trip, I'm going to imagine they're going to negotiate me into staying. Maybe give me the penthouse suite. Maybe give me a free bottle of Prosecco. Maybe, you know, give me Giovanni, my own personal uh, attache, whatever, whatever I need. Um, So if you're traveling, look, now's probably a really good time to do it. And those TSA pre-check lines, forget it. They're going to be longer than the actual lines because I don't think I don't think a lot of people I think a lot of people are canceling their plans. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Misty in Georgia. Hi, Misty. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm very well. Oh, good. Um, I would really like to just say one thing that that I did not realize, and I have not had it, heard it spoken anywhere. Um, the coronavirus on the back of the Clorox uh, wipes it states that it kills. The coronavirus. Now, obviously, there are different strands of it, mm. just like there are of the flu. But nobody mentions that, and I feel like that would probably help um, calm the the pandemic that's going on. Because I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and nobody will mention that. Do you not? Do you see it the same way? I'm looking at. Luckily, I have some Clorox wipes here in the studio, uh, handy. Yeah. On the front. Yeah. Here's what it says. On the front, it says it kills Staph two, E. coli five, MRSA, Salmonella, Strep, and Kleb. What is Kleb? That sounds worse than the no Corona. Idea. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want. Uh, on the back, it says human coronavirus, influenza A two virus. Now. I I know that this is novel coronavirus is the one we're talking about, which makes me think it's new coronavirus because that's what novel means. Um, But this one says human coronavirus. Yes, you're right. There's different strands. But clearly, I mean, look, if Clorox, I'll I'll take it, you know, 99.9% of what they say, you know, viruses and bacteria they kill. I would assume that it kills coronavirus as well. And again, like, I mean, I don't know anyone personally that has it. When the flu rolls in, I could name 10 people that have it. Because when somebody gets the flu, all they want to do is tell you about how bad their flu is. Oh, my God, I got the flu. It's horrible. Or they text into work. I'm not coming into work. I'm so sick. I have a 920 degree fever and I've been sitting on the toilet and I have the chills and I'm sweating and I can't keep any food down and I'm starving and I have a headache and uh, I have an ingrown toenail. It's awful. Whenever somebody has the flu, they want to complain about it. So I imagine the same would be true about coronavirus. And since nobody's nobody's on my Facebook page saying, you know, taking a picture of themselves huddled in their bed going, pray for me, I have the coronavirus. Because that's what people, you know, that's they, they always want sympathy. Misery loves company. Um, but I don't know. I don't, again, I'm no expert on Clorox wipes. I know a lot of people that work here think I am. Uh, but, you know, it, I would say I would say just wash your hands and, you know, keep clean. Don't stick your hands in other people's mouths or touch other people's faces or 
whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah, don't do <laughs> all that. And, oh, and don't shake hands. Always remember, do the air high five. We do, we talked about this yesterday. Or the Wuhan shake, which is where you tap feet together. We did, in fact, if you go to my Facebook page, we did a whole segment on it yesterday. There's 10 ways you can now greet somebody without touching them. And uh, and I would definitely make sure that you're using at least at least one of those, if not all of them. Hey, Mike in Indiana, how you doing, Mike? Mike. Hello. 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 Yeah, are you all right, Mike? You... <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's, uh, you just like heavy breathing into the phone. I thought it was one of those phone calls. No. Oh. Uh, the Marquez show. I'm a Trump supporter, but I have a question. Yeah. What are the Democrats up to with letting Joe Biden get ahead like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of people wonder that. A lot of Here's something I wonder about. And I'm going to answer your question, Mike. But here's something I wonder. You know, I was reading on Twitter that somebody tweeted this out. Think about this. Every time there's a Bernie Sanders rally, there's 10,000 people there. Every time Bernie Sanders speaks, there's 10,000 people cheering and screaming, holding up signs. These Bernie people are like, they're crazy. They're everywhere. He goes to the University of Michigan. It's packed, standing room only. He goes to, he goes to Iowa, 10,000 people. You know, he's got rock stars coming out to support him. He's got, he's got Hollywood actors coming out to support him. He's got this network of millions of people who all gave $1. Every time you look at a Biden rally, there's like 200 old people in a room and they're all yelling at each other and they're just there for the free food. You know, Biden can maybe put maybe on his best day, put 500 people in a room if there's cake. Bernie Sanders can get 10,000 people anywhere in the country. Yet when it comes to Election Day, when it comes to primary day, who's winning all the states? Joe Biden. Joe Biden's winning Michigan. Joe Biden's winning Minnesota. Joe Biden's winning Maine. Joe Biden's winning Texas. Where I was, I saw the Texas rallies. I saw all these Bernie people out there. Where are they come election day? Or I guess the better question would be, where are all these Biden voters? Where are all these Biden voters coming from that on election day, all of a sudden, Joe Biden in Michigan had over 800,000 people vote for him? Joe Biden in Michigan had over 800,000 people vote for him. And the only campaign event I saw in Michigan was yesterday when he was walking through a warehouse cussing at union workers. How does that how does that translate into 800,000 votes? I don't look. I don't know what it is. Maybe Biden just doesn't need to campaign or maybe there's something fishy going on. But to answer your question, the reason they want Biden is because Bernie's not one of them. You know, Bernie's not a Democrat uh, establishment type person. He's not a Washington Democrat elitist. He's not even a Democrat. He's an independent. You know, he comes from he comes from the Communist Party of Vermont and there's no controlling him. And he's attacking. Think about who Bernie Sanders attacks. Billionaires. Right. Think about who ran for the Democratic ticket. A bunch of billionaires. Tom Steyer. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Bloomberg. Joe Biden might as well be a billionaire. You know, his son Hunter's working pretty diligently on becoming one. The Clintons, the Obamas, these are all rich people. Democrats, they don't want somebody who's going to take all their money away from them, so they definitely don't want Bernie Sanders. But the more important thing is Joe Biden is one of them. He's in the cartel. He's in the Democratic, you know, he's in the gang. He's a, he's a, he's a blood. Or he's probably more, he's more like a crip. But basically what happens is they all know what the other one's done. Joe Biden knows what secrets Barack Obama is hiding? Joe Biden knows about the Clintons. He knows that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, and he probably knows who did it. He's probably forgotten, but he knew at one time before his mind, you know, uh, escaped him. 
the, Joe Biden is the only one left in the Democratic Party who can get the nomination and keep all of their secrets. Bernie Sanders can't do it. And Donald Trump is coming for the Democrats. Donald Trump is building the wall, fixing the economy, fixing taxes, fixing trade. He got rid of the whole impeachment ridiculousness. Now the only thing left, the only thing that stands between Donald Trump and the Democrats going to jail, the only thing that stands between Donald Trump and and the complete and total draining of the swamp is getting reelected. Because after the election, he has nothing left to worry about. No impeachment. No Ukraine, no Russia scandal, no uh, no re-election, no polls. He doesn't have to worry about Nancy Pelosi. He doesn't have to worry about passing any legislation ever again. He doesn't have to worry about Democrats. He doesn't have to worry about never-Trumpers. He can sit back, relax, and meet with A.G. William Barr every single day and decide how to finally put these people away. That's why they're rallying behind Joe Biden, because he is their last, best, worst hope of staying out of prison. 855-765-1045. We got to take a quick break. When we get back, more of your phone calls. Whatever you want Wednesday continues next on The Mark K Show. It's 104.5 WOKV. Four years of planning and strategy, and the Democrats come up with sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe. I should say thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really, it's, I, I think Donald Trump, I, and I wish I still had the clip, but uh, last week Donald Trump did that. The uh, president went out and did a town hall meeting with um, Brett Baer and what's her name, Martha McCallum, and all these people in Pennsylvania who just were in love with the president and were in love with all the stuff that he did for them. And they asked him, uh, one of the questions that Brett Baer asked him was, hey, do you, do you care who you run against. Are you like, you know, is it, is it better for you to have Joe Biden? Is it better for you to have Bernie Sanders? Oh, wait, I think I do have it here. Uh, no, I don't. Um, but anyway, so what? And Donald Trump basically said, you know, I was planning. I was planning on Bernie. Uh, oh, wait. Hold, yeah, here it is. I think in a certain way, Bernie would be tougher because he's got a base. It's a much smaller base than my base. I think a lot of my people are here because and I did nothing to do that. Yeah. So he was like he was saying, you know, Bernie would be tougher because he has a base not as big as mine because nobody's base is as big as uh, as Donald Trump's. But he was like, look, I was all ready to go. I was going to talk about how he's a communist and this and that. And and we were. Uh, oh, I think I have that one, too. Hang on. So you want to face Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders? That's my question. OK, I was all set for Bernie because I thought it was going to happen. It, you know, we get ready for things, right? So mentally, I'm all set for Bernie. Communist, I had everything down. He's a communist. I was all set. He's all set for Bernie. And so now you got Joe Biden, who looks like he's going to be the nominee. And I think Donald Trump was baffled by that. I think Donald Trump's like, look, these Democrats are stupid. But are they that stupid that they're going to put Joe Biden up against me? The guy can't even remember the, the Declaration of Independence. And not even the tough parts of it. Like, we all know that the Declaration of Independence was thousands of words. And we all know the first part. You know, well, all of us except for <laughs> except for Joe Biden. But even the the part that you're supposed to remember, the part that you're supposed to learn in school and repeat over and over again, the part that's on all the movies. And they well, like when you watch National Treasure, it's the part that they show when he's stealing the Declaration of Independence. By the way, spoiler alert, he steals the Declaration. It's all OK in the end. Uh, and they find the treasure. Uh, never mind. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. But I think even I think even President Trump was shocked. Was shocked. He's like, I was all set for Bernie. I was all mentally prepared for Bernie. Now they're throwing Joe Biden at me. I mean, okay. Scott in Tennessee, how you doing, Scott? 
Hey, how you doing, Mark? Appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. What do you want to say, sir? Uh, I was just thinking about Joe Biden. Can you imagine? I can't imagine the Democrats wanting to put him in office and him being in control of our uh, arsenal and talking to foreign leaders yeah. and discussing things uh, with the uh, military and him go off one day and just lose control. Oh, yeah, and tell them, that, you know, what we need to do is we need to get all our soldiers out there with their AR-14s to take care right. of business. I mean, And he disagree with one of them or disagree with one of the foreign leaders that he's discussing business with. Right. And then I mean, just fly off the handle. But I, you know what would happen? He would probably, and Scott, I appreciate it. You're right. There's all kinds of gaffes that could happen that are, he could, he could one day think that he's out there giving out his text message number and be giving out nuclear codes. You know, he could be like, it's Joe 3030020. And they're like, uh, sir, you just gave away the nuclear launch code for, uh, substation B. Oh, well, poop. I mean, that's that's definitely that's definitely something that could happen. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Mike on the West Side. How you doing, Mike? Hi, Mark. Thanks for not blocking my call. Absolutely. Uh, what do you want to say? Wanted to. Well, I wanted to go to the uh, Second Amendment. Our liberals are always saying uh, it's for the like National Guard, but if you really think about it, they do not have the right not to carry a weapon. The Second Amendment is for us, and I kind of wish you could push our governor to, my wife and I have concealed carry, and as far as I'm concerned, that is a well-regulated, uh, along with the rest of us, army. Yeah. So you know what, what I mean? What do you want me to push the governor to do? To say that we, the concealed weapons holders and people who hold weapons uh, legally, law-abiding, are the militia oh i got you i see what all right next time i see the governor i'll push him oh, i may not actually push him because out of the security doesn't like it also his wife will yell at me 855-765-1045 is our number we gotta take another quick break when we get back we got traffic weather news we got one more uh we got one more shot here at some whatever you want wednesday then we have a fun game we're gonna play we're gonna play we call it tpc and we'll tell you all about that here in just a minute stay tuned to the mark k show on 104.5 wokv Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Trump never called any of his voters ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. At least not that we know of. 855-765-1045. And to be fair, I don't think that that guy is going to be a Joe Biden voter. I don't think that, I mean, between the question that he asked, the answer that he got and the names that Joe Biden called him, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a Trump vote in the back. In fact, you know what? That may be Donald Trump's best weapon is just have Joe Biden go out and campaign all the places Donald Trump wants to win. Like if Donald Trump wants to win Michigan again, just have Joe Biden go there and walk around and insult people until they're like, screw you, Joe, I'm voting for Trump. Haley in Woodbine, Georgia. How are you, Haley? I'm how are y'all doing? Oh, we're doing great. Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say on whatever you want Wednesday? Uh, so you just kind of rebriefed again, but I want to know what the uh, hard hat wearing, red bearded union worker said in response to uh, Biden cussing at him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and this is the other thing, too. This he, I think he was interviewed on Fox News. We don't have the audio, but he was on there this morning. This guy. I mean, if you said Joe Biden and a, a red bearded hard hat wearing union worker got into it at a uh, at a rally and one of them was cussing at the other 
You might, like I would, think, oh, what did the union worker say to Joe Biden? What horrible names did he call him? But it was totally exactly. the other. What it was totally the other way around. The guy from the with the hard hat was very cordial, had a very well prepared uh, answer or a very well prepared uh, question, and it was Joe Biden who got foul mouth. Here it is again. How you intend on getting the union vote when there is a large portion of the union workers that are gun enthusiasts, and you are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns? You're full of and I mean, that it was like from out of nowhere. It was, it was literally out of nowhere. Like, I think he thought he was getting attacked and he wasn't. The guy was like, how would you explain to the union worker who's a gun enthusiast that you're trying to take away our Second Amendment rights? And instead of saying, I'm not actually taking away your Second Amendment rights, I'd like to partially ban weapons that have 100 round capacity and are semi-automatic and can be easily converted with a bump stock, whatever. But instead he, instead he just cusses at the dude. You're I would have loved to just been there and, yeah. and just seen the reaction from everyone else because I know some down, sometimes down south will come unglued real quick. Right. But, but he, was, he was very cordial. And here's what happened. I mean, to answer your question, here's what happened next. Uh, Joe Biden, you do, he just kind of continued. You need 100 rounds? So when you were in the battle, you said you are going to take our guns. I did not say that. That's yeah. not true. I it's did not say that. It's a viral video. It's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that are sick of your Your voice, you said that you're taking the guns. Oh, he video. just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Take thing. the AR, your AR-14s. Right, nobody is getting attacked. Nobody's attacking Joe Biden. He's asking him a question, but he just keeps screaming at this guy. You need 100 rounds? You need 100 rounds? Do you need a hundred rounds? Do you need a hundred rounds? Who needs a hundred rounds? Okay, you keep yelling at me. I'm going to need a couple, like at least 50. Calm down, dude. 855-765-1045. Hey, uh, thanks so much for your call. We really, uh, we really appreciate it. This is Dana in Jacksonville. Hey, Dana, how are you? Okay, fine. Oh, good. I got a, I know you're in a hurry and I got a quick question to I'm ask. I'm not in a hurry. I just talk fast. Oh, that's good. Okay. Have you heard anything about out in California, the Governor Newsom, that his aunt is Nancy Pelosi. I I heard something like that. I can't I can't speak to that though. Is that what you heard? Yeah, I was. It was some video I saw online. You know, and of course I, I take it. You know, as far as I can throw it. But I mean, I I just like to ask the question. I, I think that's really you know ironic. It's okay. Hold on. I just googled. It says that Nancy Pelosi's husband is the brother-in-law of. Speaker is of Gavin Newsom. He's a former uncle by marriage, or so, I don't even know. Oh, okay, yeah, some. Okay, so Something like okay, that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Friends, brothers, it's uncle's weird. girlfriend who saw Ferris pass out at the thirty-one uh, flavors last night. Yeah, I mean, I get. Look, they're all from San Francisco. They're all uber liberals. It doesn't matter if they're related or not. They're all. They're all. They all need to go. Uh, thanks so much for calling, though. We really appreciate it. This is Sarah in Jacksonville. How are you, Sarah? Um, I didn't say Jacksonville, but I, I am from Florida. Oh, okay. Hi. All right. Sorry about that. We didn't You're mean to. dog face. We... <laughs> I am. I didn't mean to insult you that way, Sarah. What did you want to say? No, it's okay. Well, earlier there was a gentleman that called in and he had made a statement slash question about, oh, fentanyl comes from China, right? And he kind of just like whisked him off and then mocked him a little bit. He actually, that was an opening to a much bigger conversation because if our borders are all being limited from you know resources coming in and out of china the fentanyl industry from china is obviously taking a hit and uh, overdoses of fentanyl in the united states must be getting lower because our borders have been closed off for a month and now we're closed off to iran to italy to you know other places right. so as far as fentanyl which does come from china 
Really, like that's a topic that no one's discussing as far as overdoses, the fentanyl industry taking its toll economically in China. No one's ever discussing that. And Yao Show would actually be the first person to talk about it. And that gentleman mentioned it. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate I appreciate you giving me a longer. I'll be honest with you. When he called, I had no idea what he was talking about. But I'll. You know what? I will look into that. I hadn't heard anything about. So what is the concern that there's going to no, be no? You didn't, there's no one discussing it. Right. No. I had, right, Well, that, yeah, that's be, that would be why I haven't heard about it. What What is the concern that fentanyl will no longer be uh, coming into the United States, or that it's well, tainted, or it's still coming in? For, if it's still coming in, then we know exactly who's bringing it because those boats are limited. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll look. You know what? I promise I will. After the show, I will look into that a little bit more. And I apologize. I didn't mean to mock that guy. Uh, but that's why they call me. That's why they call me Mock K. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> listen, Palm Coast. How are you? I'm great. Oh, I'm our beautiful Florida weather and thanking all the bikers for spending their tax dollars here because our economy can <laughs> yeah. use it. I know, right? What you uh, What you want to say today, Lisa? You know, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think once they bump off Bernie Sanders. Hillary Clinton's going to come in here somehow to the rescue of all the Democrats and be their savior. I mean, there's so much, there's so many nightmares that can be made from that one statement. But look, bumping off Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders isn't going anywhere. Bernie Sanders, this is his last chance. The guy's 78 years old. He can't do it again in four years. It's his last. This is his last hurrah. And he's doing fairly well with only you know with only like uh one month gone of primaries he's still got 600 and some odd um delegates and he's in a position to keep joe biden from wrapping up the the uh this convention before it happens he's he's in a great position to keep joe biden from getting 1991 delegates especially if there's a debate this sunday and joe biden has to talk because you know talking and joe biden those those things don't really go Hand in hand. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, I don't think he's going to go away. I don't think he's going to go away quietly. I don't think he's going to concede. And I don't think Hillary Clinton is the savior that people think she is. She was supposed to be the savior last time. And what happened? She lost. She lost Michigan. She lost Pennsylvania. She lost Wisconsin. And what do you have happening today? You have Joe Biden going into Michigan. Sure, he won, but not before he cussed out a bunch of union workers. And then you've got him going into Pennsylvania. What happened in Pennsylvania? Donald Trump held a town hall meeting in Pennsylvania that was jam-packed and was the most watched town hall meeting in cable news history. Not only that, but you know what he's doing today in Milwaukee? He's going there to uh, to establish the Catholics for Trump coalition leading into the election. And Milwaukee, guess what, happens to be the site of the Democratic National Convention this year. So I don't think Bernie's done. I don't think Bernie's going away. I think Bernie is going to uh, I think Bernie's going to say right. I think Bernie's going to be a spoiler for all of this. And between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden's mouth, Donald Trump should have this in the bag. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Tony, the trucker from Jacksonville. How you doing, Tony? Hey, I'm doing pretty good anyway. Listen, I want to make a couple of points. I've heard Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, you know, asking the question, who's behind pushing Joe Biden into this? He yeah. really doesn't want to do it. Right. And he's embarrassing himself. And uh, what about his wife? Isn't she like some kind of doctor? I think I've heard that before. Jill Biden. Yeah, Dr. Jill why Biden. Why is she letting yeah, why is she letting her husband be humiliated and everything and not stopping him from doing this? I'll tell you why. Because she's not a real doctor. She's a PhD. She's a doctor of education. Um, so she can't 
She can't get in there and say, medically, my husband is not capable of running for president. What she could do, though, is teach him the words to the Declaration of Independence. That would come in handy. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to play something we've never played before. It's called TPC. We have some toilet paper, which is a hot commodity these days, and uh, we're going to give it away here in just a minute. If you want to play, give us a buzz, 855-765-1045, 855-765-1045. We need two contestants. We'll play right after this. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. The Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We're so excited that you're here. 855-765-1045 is the number. All right. Uh, we have a couple, a couple of contestants on the line. And with the little time we have left, we're going to play a brand new game. It's called TPC. And uh, it all, you know, it came, it, this basically came from a conversation we had yesterday about toilet paper and why people are hoarding toilet paper for the coronavirus. Why are they doing that? We're not really sure. Uh, some woman wrote to me after the show and said, you know, I don't want to shake hands with people, not because of the coronavirus, but because everyone appears to be out of toilet paper. So we thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to come up with a game where the prize was... It's okay, you can laugh at that out loud. You don't, to, sorry. you don't have to suppress your laughter. Well, I was just trying not to interrupt you with my loud laugh. Laughing is fine because it <laughs> makes people think I'm actually funnier than I am. Uh, but anyway, so we came up with a game where we can give away toilet paper as a, as a prize. Because what is more... What is more exciting uh, than a roll of toilet paper in this coronavirus, uh, you know, maniacal age that we live in? Two rolls of toilet paper. Funny you should say that, because, Hannah, how many rolls of toilet paper does our winner get today? Five, five rolls, rolls of, of toilet, toilet paper. paper. That's a great. Look at that. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to play TPC. And it's basically TP is the TP is the toilet paper. C is the coronavirus. And what we're going to do is uh, Hannah has. Well, let me get the contestants first and then I won't have to explain it twice. Is this Tony in Nassau County? How are you, Tony? Hey, yeah, that's me. Oh, good. Tony. <laughs> OK, good. Tony, you're not the guy in Nassau County with coronavirus, are you? No, no, not that I know of. No, not that I know of. Yeah, no, I just think that. Uh, you're going to be playing against Ryan, who's in Kentucky. How's it going, Ryan? Good. How's it going, Mark? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. All right. Uh, here's how this works, Jess. Uh, Hannah has found a bunch of stuff that you would need online to fight the co coronavirus. Now, some of it is, seems like the price gouger's got a hold of it, but some of it is reasonably priced. What she's going to do is she's going to um, she's going to describe an item, and then you guys are both going to get to guess as to how much it is. Whoever gets closest without going over gets a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Does that sound fun? Yep. Yeah, sure. It's kind of like Price is Right. It kind of, <laughs> dude. Look at, yes, it's kind of like Price is Right. Very nice. All right, uh, Hannah, listen carefully, everybody. Hannah's going to describe for you the first item, please. All right, the first item is a Purell Advanced Hand Sanitizer, eight ounces, brand new. It's not expired, and it's almost sold out. All right, brand new, eight ounce Purell Hannah sa Hand Sanitizer, not a Hannah Sanitizer. <laughs> Although I guess it could be. Uh, Tony, how much do you think that is? Is it scented? No, is it's just regular. Scent? Hey, we're running out of time here. Can we? Uh, how much is that, Tony? It's a little uh, pessimistic. Uh, shoot, uh, ten bucks. Huh? Ten bucks, Ryan. Uh, no, what, eight, Ryan? Eight, no, no, hold on, wait, yeah. Oh no, um, I'm, we're <laughs> at this point, they probably ten bucks. Um, let's say nine, nine dollars. Nine dollars. All right, Ryan, what do you think? I must say $15.95. $15.95. Hannah, how much? $32.99. That's definitely price gouging. Uh, congratulations, Ryan. You were closest without Woo! going over. All right, guys, here we go. Here's our next item. Hannah? All right, we have Med Pride Powder-Free Nitrile Exam Gloves, Ooh. size large, and it's a box of 100. Powder-free is a, very important because you look like you've been doing cocaine if you... Hey, never mind. Uh, how much for a box of 100 powder-free uh, gloves, Tony? 
Oh, wait, are we going by like the price gouging prices? Cause I mean, you that's never. That's what you have to figure you out. You got to figure out, yeah. Oh, um, twenty-two. Twenty-two dollars, Ryan. I'm gonna say forty dollars. Forty dollars, Hannah. Sixteen dollars and forty-nine cents. Oh, everybody went over. Everybody went over. Wow. Nobody gets a point. All right, uh, one more. Here we go. What do you got, Hannah? All right, we have the hazmat personal protection kit. It includes hooded coverall with integrated booties, inner and outer nitro gloves, boot liners, and over boots, um, and pre-measured pre-measured chem tape strips, goggles, and a N95 respirator. Wow, an N95? N95. Those are pretty great. State of the art. Those are great. What do you think, Tony? How much for that whole hazmat getup? Um, uh, shoot for that much, um, uh, 140. I'm sorry, how much? 140. 140, Ryan? That's a lot of stuff there. I'd say 200. 200. What's the actual retail price, Anna? $114. Oh, look at that. Everyone went over again. Uh, we're out of time, but with a score of one to nothing, Ryan... Congratulations. You won the uh, TPC. You got all the toilet paper. We'll, we'll kick you in a Mark K. Show t-shirt for you, too. Everybody, hang tight, and thanks so much for playing. Tomorrow, we are live at the TPC. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live. If you're out there, we're right by the taste of the players, so make sure you swing by. We will have what the bleep. We'll have everything. We'll take more of your phone calls, get more of your open mic messages. We'll just do it outside and, uh, you know, probably drunk. It's the Mark K. Show. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh is all coming up next, 104.5 WOKV.